So this is the first demoed edition of Yomcast, just the ramblings of Yami Yaler's brain regarding sports and pretty much everything fucking else. Um, obviously, I'm going to start with the Sugar Bowl. I, in my opinion, that was Kirby's best coach game today. Unbelievable job with how undermanned they were. I mean, you had these young guys out there fighting like it was their fucking life against a Baylor team. Like, I mean, they were number seven in the country, but it's fucking Baylor. Like, I, I, I like, nobody really give a shit. It's like we could see through our buddy Ed's it's like Snapchat. Somebody was even at the fucking game. But to get that pumped up, to be that locked in, was a testament to Kirby, to the entire coaching staff. Matt Luke is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see what he does. You can't find a better replacement that, for Sam Pittman than Matt Luke. Immediately, it's so cool how he put together that patchwork O-line. They had a hell of a job for Fromm. He had, I mean, I will say, I mean, um, Cade Mays, he, he struggled, but I mean, an offseason work with Matt Luke at tackle for the first time getting full reps, I think it's going to do him wonders. Dan Landing continues to be just absolutely unreal, straight up psycho out there. He's Kirby Smart Jr. And let's not forget about Coach Nathan Bryant, TV time. Probably, I think he had more TV time than, hell, like Del McGee did or James Coley did. Like Nate Bryant, he's a superstar in the making. But uh, yeah, obviously, incredible way to end the season. It's disappointing not making the playoff, but we didn't deserve to make it. But that can't ask for a better way to end that season, especially for those guys. I love that Swift traveled, even though he was hurt, even though he was knew he was going to the NFL, just wanted to contribute. And I could be more pumped to see him on Sunday. So pumped for uh, DeAndre Swift. Pickens, I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, if you watch the fucking game, you know who Pickens, like, you know, like, like if you watch the fucking season, but that game was outrageous. That first down he had where he broke pretty much five tackles to gain just essentially six horizontally, like, diagonal yards to get the first down was ridiculous. Jake Fromm threw probably his best ball of the season into the breadbasket of Pickens for that touchdown. Um, that was, you could argue, Fromm's best game of the season. I think it was in my opinion, um, which is also pretty cool because he didn't have either of his main running backs, nor did he have the starting tackles. Um, and Ben Cleveland was out. So that was, I mean, if Fromm had done that all season, who knows, but there's no point of looking back, but I'm excited that he played well. And after that performance, another off season with Coley and Pickens, Burton, Darnell, all these guys we got coming in, I'm, I'm, I'd be excited for Fromm to stay. I really would, obviously. I mean, obviously, having Fromm's experience, we'd want him to stay. And I've, I've been as harsh as, him on, as, or as anybody has been, but Sugar Bowl showed a lot and was pretty impressive. Another impressive part of the Sugar Bowl for me was Zeus. I don't know how you can't love that motherfucker. He just – he cares so much. He's – a hard ass runner runs like so much like Chubb just grinds out yards so hard to tackle and he's come back through so much adversity to where like how could he not want to see the dude succeed and he's gonna succeed like it's fucking he's a baller we need James Cook to gain either 15 to 20 pounds or be a slot guy because he took a hit and I mean was immediately down he's just so small out there still which is too bad but I mean having Kendall Milton coming in with Zeus I mean RBU ain't going anywhere. And then last note specifically, was just the defense in general. Secondary wasn't great. Richie, two great interceptions. I mean, the one-handed one was awesome. The second one was great because instead of just going down, he did pretty much the same thing by running 
directly beelining it towards the sidelines, through the sideline, through the bench, to the stands, just putting on the spikes. So I love Richie. I hope he stays. We'll see. But um, could attack a little bit better. But no, it's, uh, but our pass rush was phenomenal. Again, Malik Herring going to be a huge issue next year. Jordan Davis is a beast in there. I mean, without Tyler Clark, too, I mean, that just shows, like, what kind of defense Dan Lanning's got with these guys. And, I mean – Nolan Smith is going to be a terror next year. So this defense is young. Trayvon Walker is – I think he could be one of the best defensive players George has seen in an incredibly long time with his frame, how athletic he is, how much he cares. He loves practice, according to Kirby. So, I mean, I just – I'm excited. I mean, this D is young, and this D is good, and this D is going to be back next year. And we're going to have some offense put together. So, overall, I think the Sugar Bowl was a huge step for Kirby as a coach kind of saw sort of his maturation before our eyes, that fake field goal. It's funny that post game talking about the chicken out the first time and the second time that finally went for it the third time, but beautifully run play. Couldn't run it any better. Um, Jake Camarda, Adam to RBU. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, I mean, overall for that team, couldn't ask for a better note to go out of. I love what Kirby said, how nobody showed up late to a single practice, a single meeting, a single bus ride. Everybody was on time. Everybody's bought in. And also like what he said about the disease. I guess it's now George's version of rat poison, but I think that was somewhat evident in the team last year and certain points even this year. But I think Kirby's – as like he's just turned 44. He's a young dude. He's a young coach. He's in – He's not even five years of coaching, and he's already starting to recognize certain things to make his program, our program, be the best in the country. So couldn't ask for a better way to end the season, ending in the top four. Um, sucks we missed the playoff, but, I mean, LSU is an absolute buzzsaw. Like, Clemson, good fucking luck. Um, on the recruiting side of things, Darnell, I mean, to commit with your fucking daughter is a wild move. That's a – that's – Crowell 2.0 with instead of the actual dog just committing with your child. So, but I mean that that guy's a monster. He he's just bigger. Todd Hartley and Scott Sinclair are gonna mold him into just this unbelievable animal. The LeBron size comparisons are ridiculous. And I mean, Ari Gilbert's obviously nasty, but I think Darnell is the better pickup of the two. Um, been watching as I'm recording this. It's midway through tap time the basketball game. Midway through the our male American game. Tate Radledge is balling out. I mean, the he, people who are like, oh, he's just playing prep school, like those stupid-ass people online who don't know what they're talking about. No, the dude is a big, badass tackle. And another great job of Matt Luke making sure we could secure that. Um, God, we, we need to keep Van Pran. We need to keep Brody. But I like our chances with Matt Luke, especially with the passion he showed the sideline of the Sugar Bowl. You know those players noticed that. Um, and so that's uh, – that's exciting. Evans, Zach Evans. What a guy. Um, bizarre, obviously. Bizarre situation. I've said he also has Crowell 2.0 written all over him. But at the same time, if there's a team and a situation that can kind of get him in line, it's going to be Kirby. It's going to be this team. Um I feel bad for the kid. You could see it in his eyes in his post-game press conference. Like, not the apology. That was pretty scripted. But I don't know what the hell happened. It had to have been serious. But, I mean, I, I something's up with the kid. He's, he, he needs some strong leadership in his life, obviously. Uh, and that's why I think if or hopefully when he comes to Georgia, having – 
Kendall Milton as like already his boy and Kendall Milton's dad, father of ballers, like having him there is going to be great to sort of be a better influence on him. So I feel bad for Evans, but I still think we want him there. Um, I think Kirby in some ways could have been alluding to him talking about the disease um, because I think Evans is someone that's going to need to sort of anchor it down. But if Pickens can show the maturation he did throughout the season, I mean, I the Georgia Tech game was BS. If I got punched in the neck, you know, straight up, I'm throwing another punch back in the Georgia Tech fucking loser. So Pickens showed maturation as well throughout the season. Another another clap for Kirby there. Um, I mean, this is a big time class we got coming. Obviously, that's ob- like that's obvious, but I mean. For especially our needs, like we're filling needs like crazy. Kirby continues to play chess while other people are playing checkers. And I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're young. The recruiting showed in that game, missing 14 plus major contributors. I mean, it's 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 just goddamn impressive what's going on. So that's I mean, we can't ask for any more right now as a program. Um excited as hell for next year, but right now let's just Let's get Ringo. He hasn't signed as I'm recording this. So let's get Ringo in there. Let's get Evans in there. And let's finish this class off strong. And goddamn, let's get ready for G-Day. First half of the UGA basketball game, Ant-Man is fucking sick. There's not much to say about that. He needs to stop kind of putting up these crazy shots. But honestly, like, if I was him, how would I not knowing that, like, half the time they could even maybe go in and how sick he looks doing them. Korean has these guys playing hard. Like, we don't have to think about this team without – James Wiseman, so fuck that. But, I mean, this is a good Memphis team. And to be tied at halftime at Memphis in a rowdy-ass Saturday stadium, Korean, I mean, Korean's awesome. Like, he has these guys playing their asses off. And, can't. I mean, like, it's exciting basketball. It's entertaining basketball. I can tell you right now, did not have this for with Mr. Fox. Like, Matt Fox was – Mark Fox, I mean, was just not the um, – it's not the guy we needed. So, I mean – Good dude. It was cool when he actually spoke to SAE. Seems genuine as hell, but he's just not Tom Crean. He's not Tom Crean. And Tom Crean has brought energy to a basketball program that has all the resources to become a type of program that can get the Ant-Mans every few years or more than that, every two years or so. So got to give a round of applause for Crean. And first half, I hope I don't jinx us by us getting our ass kicked the second half. Let's see what the score is right now. Um Fucking internet would load. Um, I'll pop back out that in a second. But yeah, so not a bad time to be Georgia Georgia sports. Um, could have used uh, could have used some of those guys to as they play in the Sugar Bowl to play like they did in the regular season. But that's either here or there now. It's on to twenty twenty and try to ride the wave. NFL Wild Card Weekend. I. I mean, the Bills, how do you root against the Bills? Like, the Bills are fucking awesome. Like, I mean, Josh Allen, that dude's just a ball player. Like, he goes out there and he's fucking huge and he just balls out. Talk about jerking off in water bottles. That's what Josh Allen's about to do to the Texans, hashtag Clay Webb. Um, so, I, I like the Bills a lot at the Texans. I don't know why the Texans are so favored. Like, they're having – I don't know. Like, the Bills are playing the best football they've been playing all season. Meanwhile, the – Texans have been very spotty. I mean, Deshaun's obviously Deshaun, but their line still hasn't improved, like impressed that much at all. Their D's hit or miss. I mean, their pass rush is good, obviously, but hit or miss. I like the Bills, especially in the teaser. I like the Bills 
plus eight and a half a lot. Um, tonight, I'm in Boston, so I'm, I'm going to, let's say, root for the Patriots because it'd be fun as hell to get rowdy as shit after a Patriots win because when's the last time they played on a wild card weekend? But, like, the fucking Titans, Ryan Tannehill is – I mean, he was damn good at A&M. He was on the Dolphins, and they all sucked. And, I mean, he at one point – I mean, obviously he got hurt and then also had Adam Gase as a head coach. But, I mean, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, I mean, they're, they're not going to be an easy game for the Patriots. And they keep, all of them keep putting out all these, like, hype videos or whatever, and they are hype as shit. But, like, I think they're nervous. I think just the Patriots in general are kind of starting to shake in their boots a little bit. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be Max Kellerman that, like, every year for the last five years being like, oh, the Patriots dynasty's over because eventually, yeah, it's going to fucking end. Like, we're all going to die. Shit is eventually going to stop. But I, I think – the Titans are a legitimate issue for this Pats team. Um, and Tannehill, I mean, if he keeps playing like he's playing, I mean, this Pats D is obviously good, but they also just got exposed by the Dolphins. But at the end of the day, the Patriots are the Patriots. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady's Tom Brady. So I don't think the uh, – I think the Titans will give them a game. I think the Patriots will win tomorrow. I mean, Kirk Cousins playing in the Superdome, good fucking luck. Drew Brees all the way. The, the Ox is going to have a touchdown for sure. Saints are definitely going to win that one. Um, it's just no – I mean, Kirk's not going to win a fucking playoff game. Like, I'm, I'll see you when I believe it. It's like Monday Night Football. Like, show me Kirk Cousins can win a playoff game, especially in the Superdome, no shot. And then for the wild NFC East home game, the fucking Eagles get the Seahawks. I mean, the fact that – the NFC East gets a home playoff game is a joke. Um, truly embarrassing. But, yeah, so obviously I'm going Seahawks there. But on that note, for the first time in maybe my entire life, I'm genuinely excited for the next two years of Redskins football. I mean, Bruce Allen got fired without even a thank. Dan Snyder thanked Bill fucking Callahan twice and didn't even thank his wings and beer buddy, Bruce Allen. That is wild. He cut that motherfucker out. And so fire Bruce Allen actually worked. Dan Snyder for the first time in his entire life listened to listened to the fans. And, I mean, Chase Young coming in, switching to a 4-3. For finally, we're not going to drop Montez Sweat into fucking coverage. He did that 12 times total in college. 12 total snaps he dropped into coverage. And he did that nine times this year. So dumb. Just wasting fucking talent. But getting him, Payne, Ioannidis, Allen, Chase Young. Front seven is going to be pretty good. I, I I think damn good. Uh, Del Rio is a hell of a hire. I mean, like, looking at the Cowboys right now, Jason Garrett hasn't officially been fired yet, and they're, like, interviewing people. Who the hell knows what's going up in New York right now? And, I mean, like, like Falcons, nobody wants Dan Quinn back, but he's back. So, like, somehow Dan Snyder figured out his coaching situation remarkably well. I, I'm still blown away. And, like, obviously Ron Rivera isn't, like, he's not going to – I mean, he's a good coach. He's not going to – he's not like Bill Belichick. But, I mean, the dude's a culture setter. His players have loved playing for him. We need a new culture. And the best thing about his press conference was him saying what drew him to Washington was Dan Snyder making it a head coach-centric approach, which for the first time I can actually believe. One, because of his track record, Ron Rivera is like he's been – he had success at Carolina, obviously – Two, because there's not Bruce fucking Allen there anymore sniffing out his neck. And three, we're not going to hire a GM until after the draft. So it is going to be – he specifically mentioned the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Chiefs, like these kind of teams that do the coach-centric approach. And those teams are obviously having success. 
Um, those are all three damn good coaches, but I mean, it's just, it's exciting for the first time and it's going to be fucking awesome having Chase Young rushing because he's from Maryland too. Um, I like what he said about Haskins. Rivera's making Haskins work for it. And I think that's only going to make Haskins better. Haskins played pretty damn well the last, I'd say seven and a half, eight quarters of the season. Um, which obviously isn't a lot of time, but he definitely showed a lot more promise. Terry McLaurin's a beast. Um, I would love the Redskins draft to DeAndre Swift. Maybe, I mean, he's not going to go to the second round, but that'd be awesome because Darius Geis ain't going to be able to stay healthy, unfortunately. But, yeah, so that's the fucking Redskins roundup. Can't believe I actually can talk about that. Um, so, yeah, that's the uh, world of sports. Astros still haven't been given a fine for uh, – quote-unquote cheating, bang, 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 World Series winners 2017, walked out against the Yankees, fuck you, you New York. Um, and then one thing I think is just absurd is that, like, we're kind of just, like, butt-scooting our way into World War Three right now, which is pretty fucking nuts. Um, so get your nuts in before bombs start going off and you got to fuck some Syrian chick in Iraq. So that'll be exciting. Um but no, that's actually kind of like Loki's scary as fuck. I, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm a battle ready to be completely honest. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and then I'm trying to think random story I want to tell. Um, I don't know. This is just again Yamcast, the ramblings of Yam. But when I was leading one of those Moonash ships to Fiji. I mean, we're talking fucking third world, like a Fijian village in the middle of the random ass mountains. So they have this like pig. It's like like the goat chained up in Jurassic Park. Just this pig chained up, like running around eating nuts and shit. Like, I don't know, doing how you ever the Fijians make their pigs taste good or however they want to taste. I don't fucking know. But these two girls on my trip are like, I mean, like sweet like girls from Atlanta. They're probably like at this point 15 or 16. And they're like really like, oh, enamored with the cute little fucking pig, which I, I was like, it's, it's pig. And we know what's going to happen to the pig. We're going to fucking eat it. But they were enamored with it. So they go across the river to like this river. They go with these guys. It's not a big river. It's like right across from the village to go get the pig. They bring the pig back and they're really excited to start helping out the um, preparation of this big feast they're doing for us. And the, the, the Fijians, like in front of these girls, they start like, I mean, to kill the pig and preserve the meat, they just drown the shit out of the pig. They shove its head underwater and it's like squirming, like kind of bubbling water, squealing, going crazy. And the girls like are starting to like tear up and like are hiding their faces. And they're like, Thomas, tell me when it's done. I'm like, okay, okay, I will. Like, like uh, it's all good. I mean, this is what they do, but I understand that y'all are kind of not enjoying watching a pig get fucking drowned to death. And then it, it it stopped and they lift the pig up by the leg. And I was like, all right, y'all, it's, it's over. And next thing I know, this Fijian dude has the pig by the leg and just smashes it four times back and forth against a rock. And the blood goes everywhere. The pig's head essentially just like pops and like blood kind of gets on these girls. And I had no idea this was going to happen. And they were like fucking appalled and shocked. And I was just, I mean, at that point, I couldn't even like not laugh. It was just too goddamn funny. And I was like, you got to respect the fucking culture of these people. This ain't, this ain't Buckhead. We're not, we're not going to a okay cafe. Like this is fucking Fiji. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what made me think of that, but that, that shit was funny. I mean, like fucking Fiji. That's also the place where I think this hemorrhoid that I've been rocking for about two and a half years now, that's creeping his way back. Like the, uh, like the dogs are in this basketball, the, uh, the hemorrhoids back and, uh, probably got it from Fiji when I, 
had essentially a bull and lost 20 pounds. So maybe that's what made me think about that Fiji story. I don't know. But um, yeah, this is a demo of Yomcast number one. Happy fucking both birthday, Polk. Um, go dogs. Um, let's see who's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm kind of rooting for the Saints, honestly. I know you NFC South guys aren't, but I mean, it's hard for me not to really think like not to root for Drew Brees to get one more. Uh, it'd also be funny as shit to watch the Patriots lose today. So as fun as it'd be to go out and get rowdy for a Patriots win, because I haven't done that yet, because I don't really give a fuck about the Patriots. Uh, Chaz, shout out to you. I would love to see the Titans win. That'd be funny as hell to see the city just like blow up in its own face. Um, but yeah, so let me know what y'all think. Um, give me suggestions. This is just sort of a demo. This is just round one, but I I hope it went well. So um, y'all I'm out. Go fucking dogs. So, I mean, as soon as I finish recording, Richie motherfucking LeCount, Kirby's day one recruit, the OG, he's staying, and that is so badass for the secondary. That's so badass for this team, and that's just another testament to Kirby Smart. I mean, I was thinking with J.R. Reed going how tight they were that Richie was going to go, sort of like his personality. I mean, hell, I was in a fucking math class with the dude, and he just stopped showing up. I mean, so I just like – I, I, I'm pretty surprised, but that is so fucking awesome. So, I mean, that's what I, I mean, again, this is when it rains, it pours both good and bad. And right now it's pouring fucking gold. This is badass. So uh, let's get Kelly Ringo in here. I see the dogs are down. Let's keep getting them fighting back. But Richard Count, I fucking love you. And you're a damn good dog, brother. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs>